This is Generation Education. Join educator Ruth Baynott Mondays at 11 a.m. as she explores modern parenting, physical, emotional and social development from pregnancy through adulthood. Mondays at 11 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. And welcome back. You're listening to Generation Education. My name is Ruth Baynard and it's 101.9 High FM. I have with me this morning, Glenn Wallman from the Angel Network. Good morning, Glenn. Hi, Ruth. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Glenn, tell us a little bit about the Angel Network. First of all, the history of how did it start? It was almost seven years ago, November 2015. And I had been approached a couple of times. The country was in turmoil for a change. (laughs) And people had great needs, as they always do. And someone approached me to help collect matric dance dresses. I've only got boys, so I had no matric dance dresses sitting in any cupboards in my house. So I asked a few friends. And before I knew it, I'd managed to collect 35 matric dance dresses. And then somebody said to me, could I help with um, Santa shoeboxes? Would I pack a box? And again, I went on to social media and I put there, would anyone like to help? And again, same story. I had 65 boxes delivered to my house. And the final thing was somebody approached me to say that there are parents of children in state hospitals who sit at their children's bedside for days on end. They don't have money to buy any provisions, toiletries, food, or to go home and come back. And they were packing goodie bags for these parents. And would I try and help collect some goodies? So I put it on my Facebook page, but I at this time went to Joburg Jewish Mommies. And within a week, I had enough to pack 500 of these goodie bags. Wow. Now I needed help packing. So I went again to Joburg Jewish Mommies, which really was, pivotal in us launching the angel network because Mm. of them these amazing young women arrived at my house so we started packing and chatting and i said you know there's a lot to be said for social media being used for good Mm. and i think we should start a charity i mean these were strangers they were young women they were mothers they were they weren't working they were looking to give back and make a difference and two or three of them three or four of them were so excited and i said look how serious are you because i actually want to start a charity on social media, and just help where help is needed because there is so much help needed out there. Absolutely. And so three young women put up their hands. Lindy Katzoff, who's still with us today. Haley Glasser, who's still with us today. And Janine Waysbrod, who sadly isn't part of the Angel Network anymore. And together we went onto social media. Lindy Katzoff created the page for us because I'm completely technologically challenged. We tried to think of a name and Lindy suggested Mitzvah Madels, which I thought was absolutely gorgeous, but it sounded too exclusive. It sounded Mm. too much. It would only be about Jewish people for Jewish people. And we wanted it to be for everyone, by everyone, about everyone. And the Angel Network popped into my head. I have no idea why. And it was only weeks later that I remembered that Oprah, many, many years ago, had had something called the Angel Network. Right. And we sat up and we all that adding people onto Facebook. And I think within a week we had about a thousand people. And we were so excited. We thought if we can get to 5,000, it'll be marvelous. <laughs> and I'm very proud to say that we've got a reach via social media today of over 250,000 people worldwide. So, yeah. Wow. It just shows it was almost like it was organic, that it just happened and it was meant to be. And Exactly. Completely yeah. beshed. 
Yeah. And, and I'm just sitting here thinking a curious question with you saying that Oprah, she had something called the Angel Network. Was there any problem in terms of using that same name? So we obviously um, got hold of a lawyer who looked into it and saw that she's no longer using the name and that we were absolutely entitled to use it and, and it was completely fine. It was legal, yeah. Right. And once you'd had the page up and running and you were officially the Angel Network, what was your first focus? Where were you looking at? What areas? So initially we, I mean, what did we know? We had no clue. I had run a branch of the Jewish Women's Benevolent for 14 years with my partner and close friend Lee Browse. And so I knew a lot about charity, but we'd only looked, we'd only assisted Jewish people in Johannesburg. Mm. And now we were helping the broader community. And I had no idea where to start. All I knew was there were people who had needs and we wanted to be able to assist with those who wanted to help. And so we started with the nice to do things like Christmas boxes, Easter eggs, blankets, school shoes. And we soon found that we were able to assist in far broader areas like education, upskilling, training and development, housing. And, and so we didn't limit ourselves anymore because initially our constitution said that we would help orphan and vulnerable children between the ages of birth and 18. But once we saw that we could really stretch our reach, we decided not to limit ourselves. And I often say to people, well, we don't do everything because we are confused, but because we are able to. Right. So, so yeah, we started off doing the easy things and then it just developed and, and metamorphed into what it is today. Right. And I, I mean, I love the way you say that it started off like birth to 18, but the reality is after 18 year old, people still need help and still need charity. So you actually recognize that. And I suppose also going into these spaces and handing out things, you were then made more aware of other needs. And that must have also been how you did grow and develop. Exactly. For example, we had a man, a woman actually approached us to say that her gardener had been badly disfigured and he needed a glass eye. He only had one eye. And I thought this is certainly not in the realm of what we do, but let's see what we can do. And we put it up and one member said, I will pay for it. And a doctor said, I'll do it almost pro bono. And so what he was prepared to charge, she was prepared to pay. And the man got his glass eye. And we were able to help with prosthetic prosthetic limbs. And and then people started donating things like laptops. And we worked very closely with Forest Town School, where there were children that needed sophisticated eye gaze systems and and, uh, laptops where they could communicate by. And we were able to assist. And it just seemed silly to limit ourselves when we could extend our reach so much further. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you, in terms of Joburg Jewish mummies, do you find that you still are getting responses and people putting input and requests out there from that platform? Ruth, I think it is the most incredible platform. And very often on a Monday and a Thursday when one is allowed to advertise, the Angel Network will put up appeals for whatever we are looking for at the time. And Joburg Jewish Mommies has been quite phenomenal in getting our name and voice out there. So we are eternally grateful to them. And I think they are an unbelievable platform to so many for so much. 
Absolutely. I actually interviewed Philippa a few weeks ago and she was saying that the Angel Network is one of the JJN success stories. And then oh, moving, that's beautiful. Yeah, I know it is. It really is. And I wanted to ask you, you mentioned about appeals and that. So what projects are you working on at the moment? So currently we are collecting um, non-perishable food items for Mandela Day. We have set a goal of raising, uh, of collecting 6,700 items that we can donate to our beneficiaries. And so we're asking people to please drop off at our normal drop-off points in Morningside and Glen Hazel any Wednesday and Friday before four o'clock. And they can just WhatsApp me on 083-777-1621 if they don't know the drop-off points. Right. Um, and alternatively, if they would rather make a monetary donation, they can just do it into our normal bank account and just put reference Mandela Day. Right, and I'm sure they can um, find all that info on your website. On our website, correct. We are always collecting at this time of the year blankets. Mm. We are on a big drive to collect secondhand clothing because we've got three moms who've got special needs kids and they can't go to work. And they've got no, they're single parents and they've got absolutely no means of making a living. And so we provide them with secondhand clothing and it's been quite unbelievable that they can support themselves and their children um, through the sale of these clothes, these clothes. And the other big projects that we are working on now on a continual basis across the country, both uh, in terms of all our branches, Johannesburg, Cape Town and um, Gauteng, we are establishing soup kitchens as far as and wide as possible and wow. planting vegetable gardens because we want things to become more sustainable as opposed to handing out a food parcel that will last a family a week or two. Mm. We want to develop the food gardens at the soup kitchens so ultimately the communities can become self-sustainable. Right, and that must involve quite a lot. I mean, first of all, how do you go about saying, right, we're going to have a soup, a soup kitchen in this location? How do you get to decide where and who? So we, as you can imagine, get appeals on a daily basis from people who are in desperate need of food, and many of them want to open soup kitchens. And we work with an incredible man, Clive Mashishi, who is our soup kitchen manager, and he goes to every location where people have requested opening a soup kitchen, and he does an assessment. He sees if it's viable, how many people they'll serve, where they'll be able to serve from, what they'll need, and how many times a week. And then he feeds back to us and he we provide the finances and he equips the kitchen. He goes wow. and gets everything for them at excellent prices. Yeah, he's been a godsend for us. <laughs> and then we send them weekly, we send them funding weekly. And with that funding, they have to get all their supplies in terms of cooking and gas and whatever is needed. And it's been incredibly successful. We're close to running 50 soup kitchens that we've opened in the last eight months. Wow. And it's feeding over 100,000 people weekly, I think, or it might be monthly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, listen, to keep track of all of that. And I'm sure also to get the volunteers, I mean, have you found that a challenge or do you find people are happy to just pitch in and offer their services? People are incredible. The truth is that people want to make a difference. They want to help. They want to give back. They're not sure how. And so what we've established over the last year is a WhatsApp group of volunteers. We've got about 70 people on the group who can help occasionally. And what we do whenever we need assistance, we just put up what it is, whether it's collecting, delivering, packing, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if you are able to help them, people put up their hands. And we are really never short of volunteers. 
That said, this applies only to Johannesburg. I think in Cape Town and Durban, they really do battle. Right, right. Sure. But you know what's so amazing is that just hearing this and hearing these stories, it actually gives one a sense of hope about this country. I mean, everything is so doom and gloom and rightly so at the moment with everything going on. But then we hear about the Angel Network and about your soup kitchens and all the good you're doing. It really makes a huge difference just to our mindset as well. I think we can't ever lose hope, you know. When hope is gone, it's all lost. We have to have hope. And yes, there's a lot to give us sleepless nights right now, but Mm. our country has endured so much over so long and we are resilient and we live in interesting times and exciting times. No one can ever say anything about being (laughs) South African is boring. (laughs) And yes, there's lots of hope. And there are lots of incredible people out there doing the most phenomenal work. And that's been one of our biggest blessings is that we've met such wonderful people who give because it's the right thing to do. It's real generosity of spirit. Mm. They have nothing, and yet they find it in themselves to give to those who have even less, right. if that's possible. And that's what I always love to highlight is the positivity. It's so good to always just know that there is something better, and things might be bad right now, but they will get better. And Glenn, you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned about Mandela Day. What I wanted to ask you, when one has a platform like that, where there are these specific days, Youth Day, Mandela Day, or some sort of day where it is geared towards charity and giving, do you find that it is something that you do get involved in and it makes a huge difference for those specific days? Or is it just more like, okay, another day to add on and more like you're doing it the whole year through? You know, Ruth, I have often said that every day is Mandela Day at the Angel Network. Mm -hmm. And so we don't need a specific day to make a difference and give back. The country somehow does feel that on Mandela Day they want to do something. And and so, yes, we, we certainly do celebrate, commemorate, remember Mandela and do something on that day. And very often we do have something that we do on Women's Day. We don't always, because as I say, I mean, we are working 365 days a year trying to make a difference, to do good, to show kindness. And so we don't always celebrate every single one of the days, but also becomes a bit much for our donors, for our members, um, if we are forever asking for something. And when we have a lot of public holidays in South Africa, we commemorate a lot of things. So we we try and be mindful of that. Mandela Day, we will certainly always celebrate. But um, as, as to the others, it just depends annually if we decide to or not. We never miss doing things like Christmas, Easter, um, for the children. Those we always make sure we give back to the children. And then throughout the year, for example, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Rosh Hashanah, Eid, Christmas, Mm -hmm. anything that people would want to send certificates for, we always send gift certificates out on those days for people to be able to to give back, make a difference, and, and give a certificate in lieu of a gift. Right. So it's incredible that because it is, it's all about giving at the end of the day. And Glenn, tell me in terms of going forward, what future projects? I mean, I know the soup kitchen is a huge, so uh, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot by asking this, but have you got any other future projects, maybe even something that's not going to start now, but something you would like to start in the future? You know, long term, we, we really want to focus on education, on being able to uplift educate, upskill, train, develop, and place people in 
jobs so that they are not reliant on us. I mean, from the start, our byline was always giving a hand up as opposed to a handout. Right. And obviously, COVID changed everything. We had to make sure people were fed. Yes, but yes. going forward, and I would say right into the distant future, the Angel Network will, will always focus on soup kitchens, vegetable gardens, education, upliftment, training, development. Right. So it's almost like there's two levels. There's the grassroots, the basic day-to-day needs. And then, of course, on the other side is the long-term sustainable that someone can actually look after themselves. Exactly. And the Joburg Jewish mommies. I know they're always wanting to help and get involved. What can you suggest that they can do without having to always put it out there to say, where can I do this or where can I donate that? What can you, advice can you give to those moms as to how they can be more involved? I think the best thing is for them to let us have their cell numbers, put them on our volunteer group so that they can always see what's available. Other than that, I can't really think. I mean, we are very visible on social media, so they are always aware of appeals that are running. We also do send out broadcast lists to far and wide. We've probably got 4,000 people on WhatsApp. So I think they are aware of of what's needed when, but if they'd like to get more involved in the Angel Network, we would absolutely love them to come on board and volunteer and assist in running a soup kitchen or help packing or whatever we have at the time. We do run a soup kitchen every Sunday at Glen Hazel and Cheltendale Parks. Okay. And we provide the finances. And then what happens is you you volunteer, you sign up on a link, and you then, with the money we've given you, cook a meal for about 90 to 100 park dwellers. And you go to the park on your Sunday between 10.30 and 12 and feed from the boot of your car. And the men are enormously grateful. And we are always looking for volunteers. So if anybody would like the link to sign up to do a day at the soup kitchen and school children get community hours for it. We'd be most grateful. That's incredible. Glenn, thank you so much for chatting with me this morning. I've really wanted to chat with you for a while and it's so important for us to know what incredible work you are doing. Thank you, Ruth. I'm so grateful for being provided with this time. And won't you just provide us with URL links to your Facebook page and your website? I can tell you that on Facebook, it's the Angel Network Helping Where Help is Needed. There are also Facebook pages for Cape Town, Durban, and we've got a branch in Sydney, Australia, and in America. And our website is www.theangelnetwork.co.za, and we're also on Instagram. Wow. So if you're wanting to get hold of the Angel Network, you can visit their Facebook page, you can visit their website, or even on Instagram. And I've been chatting with Glenn Wellman from the Angel Network.